72% of entrepreneurs are struggling with mental health. Most don't ask for help. Today is the day we change that. Today is the day we prioritize and destigmatize mental health. We are entrepreneurs, visionaries, high achievers, change makers. We defy the odds every single day. We dream the biggest dreams. We fail and fall flat on our faces. We get up and try harder. We believe in our ideas even when everyone around us doubts them. We are driven to find the solutions to the world's biggest problems. We speak because our voice matters. We show up because we make a difference. We share our most vulnerable stories because we know someone can finally find the courage to share theirs. And in our collective sharing, we rise, we heal, and we embody brave visibility. On this episode, we interviewed neuroscientist Sean Tay Javon Taylor, and we spoke about how depression among entrepreneurs is an epidemic. And we also dove really deep into how powerful your brain is for managing your overall well-being. We spoke about how much energy our brain uses and how we can prioritize our energy differently. And finally, we dove really deep into a framework that Shante created, which is SOS. And it's really all about sleep, oxygen, and being social. And this is all to make sure that we don't survive, but we thrive in all areas of our lives. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brave Visibility Podcast. We are super, super excited to meet with our special guest today. Shantae Jovan Taylor is an author, speaker, thought leader, and neuroscientist who is igniting minds around the world through coaching, training, and speaking. Her approach to neuroscience-based concepts simplify to empower people to successfully find their mental health, mental stride during their professional and personal journey. With over 15 years of neuroscience training, researching, and consulting, Shantae is an expert in training about the brain and mind to optimize human potential. Wow, Shantae, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, both Kimra and I, we are pumped to have your brilliance on this podcast because, you know, mental health, it's all about our brains, right? It's just so, so important. So we can't wait to hear more about you and just kind of fill in the blanks with that bio and tell us about your story. Like what ignited your interest in neuroscience and what ignited your interest in brains and minds and just tell us the whole thing. Well, First of all, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be able to share this knowledge with you and your audience. I really think it's going to serve. I know it's going to serve um, everyone at some level. Some Somebody will be able to take some things away from this, this uh, podcast and, you know, be able to elevate their life in some way. So that's always my goal. And I know it's your goal as well. So thank you both for having me. Thank you. So, Yes. Everything starts in the brain and mind, whether we know it or not, whether we're aware of it or not, whether we're intentional or not, it is what it is. The brain is the control center of everything we do and everything we don't do. It is the center of our habits, our thoughts, you know, our decisions, our emotions, our unconscious 
activities that go on under, you know, under our awareness. So it's, it's truly a gift. And I think what I really truly believe is that the next stage of our human evolution is going to be how we use the greatest technology in the world better. Mm-hmm. But in order to use it better, you got to know a little something about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I teach people all around the world about the, the brain and the mind and how to use it. But I'm not trying to, you know, turn people into neuroscientists. Okay. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to become a neuroscientist, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of training takes a you know the the level that i understand the brain is not the level that every man woman and child needs to know in order to be able to manage their brain better and take Mm -hmm. control over their higher order thinking faculties to Mm -hmm. truly reach another level of their potential another level of their creativity a level another level of their engagement with other people Mm -hmm. okay so that's what i want people to know first that I want to break this myth that you have to know everything about the brain or that is so complex that you just don't, you just want to run from it. I want everyone to lean in to this beautiful instrument that, the, it, that you have in your head. Everyone has one. So let's all just breathe in uh-huh. and receive a little bit more knowledge about the brain and the mind, shall we? How did I even come on this journey? I've always been, since I was a little girl, my first memory was my father. I was, I think I was nine. He was like, what if we can turn off the lights with our mind? And that question just opened Pandora's box in my own head. And I was hooked, mm-hmm. you know, and even though you may be interested in something as a child, you may not necessarily, you know, be interested or, um, you know, go that path right away. Um, but as I began to explore what I really wanted to do in life in college and everything, I said, okay, neuroscience is what I want to do. And UCLA was one of the few institutions that offered the major at the time. So I left my whole family, me and my child, I picked them up and I said, we're going to LA. Okay. And I didn't know how I was going to make it. So here I am, single mother at UCLA, one of the hardest majors on the planet. Okay. Wow. And I'm learning about the brain. Mm-hmm. And I want to just share that journey a little bit because I was having a conversation with one of my professors and I was telling her about, oh my God, this is, you know, genetics is so hard. I was taking genetics. And she was like, Shante, I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> UCLA was not designed for single parents. And she wasn't saying it to be mean. He was saying it just to be, keep it real, keep it straight because what I had on my mental load, my mental plate was different than the average student that attended yeah. UCLA. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm in class thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. When, I'm, when am I going to pick up my child? You know, and I'm dealing with the, you know, ins and outs of parenting. So that's taking up what? Mental energy, mental energy, yeah. focus. So I can't be all the way present in class, which affects how I receive and encode information, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all mothers here. We understand, you know, how much time and attention uh, parenting can be, right? So we literally have to share our mental resources with Mm -hmm. making sure that we, you know, 
raise these little beings, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we tend to what? Then neglect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what did I begin neglecting as a student? I'm neglecting sleep. I'm neglecting n- nutrition. I'm neglecting taking care of my body. I'm putting everything else before self-care. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't awakened at that point to change it, okay? So I'm, I'm riding along in school. I, I get married. I have a couple more kids. Oh, my gosh. Just a whole nother level of mm-hmm. mental energy, resources, yeah. baby brain, not mm-hmm. sleeping. This is building okay. up. Yeah. Right? The brain is being rewired and shaped to mm-hmm. live in survival mode. Ah, so now wow. I'm living at the lower parts of my brain mm-hmm. and trying to stimulate the higher parts of my brain the best I can. But, you know, my, my lower parts of the brain are dominating. So there's this part of the brain in our middle part of the brain called the amygdala. Okay. Mm-hmm. Responsible for fear, threat, you know, those lower types of um, vibrating emotions. Okay, so when you're really sensitive, when you're sleep deprived, when you're emotional, when you have lack of sleep, your amygdala is more sensitive to fear, threats, being irritable, and it's Mm -hmm. seizing mental uh, energy or in the form of blood flow from your higher brain called the prefrontal cortex. I call it the CEO or the leader of your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So I like you, that. If your blood flow is being mm-hmm. redirected to the lower parts of your brain, it's really hard to thrive. It's really yeah. hard to focus and be attentive and manage your emotions. Mm-hmm. So you can, you're just all over the place. It's hard to get centered. So yeah. that's where we see the depression and the anxiety right? The sensitivity. Yeah. And a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs here. And so one of the questions that I had is, do you think that entrepreneurship just as like a thing, you know, with all of the risk, with all of the stuff that happens, is that what's putting people in this survival mode? And Mm. why so many entrepreneurs are very high stress and anxiety and depression? Like, like, what are your thoughts on that? Depression amongst entrepreneurs is becoming an epidemic. Mm. There's so much pressure to succeed, whatever that looks like. And we're allowing people to drive the narrative of what success looks like. And if you are to, you know, reach this uh, pedestal of being success according to what other people are telling you what success Mm. is, you are sacrificing you're making sacrifices that is affecting your brain power. So one of the things uh, entrepreneurs do is they skip out on sleep. Mm-hmm. They're burning the midnight oil, right? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they're not working late into the night, then they're seen as lazy or you don't want them bad enough, right? Yeah. Uh, but sleep is a crucial tool for mental energy Focus, attention, creativity. High performance. High performance, yes. A high performance CEO. Our CEO is supposed to dominate and coordinate our thoughts and our decision making. Uh, 
decision making takes a lot of mental energy. So if yes. we don't have certain components, if we don't do certain human activities and take them seriously, then mm-hmm. we are really missing out on what our brain power can truly do. So mm-hmm. you find entrepreneurs really stressed out. And just to finish up with, you know, me as a parent, my my uh, pathway, my fork in the road was literally crashing into a pole in an empty parking lot mm-hmm. with my two little kids in the back seat. This is the wow. time I was working. I was a grad student, you know, mom, wife. I had all these roles and I was putting everything mm-hmm. on the back burner. I was the last, last to mm-hmm. sleep last to eat, last, you know, to to take care of myself. But you rationalize it because you're in survival mode. Oh, it's supposed to be this way. I'm a mom, right? I'm a, I'm a graduate student. So you start making excuses for surviving, being in the survival mode, and it's not healthy. So I had to decide, and I'm sure a lot of people listening has hit a wall or a pole, or at some point in their lives, maybe not literally like me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but a figurative wall. But you have to decide, am I going to keep moving at 100 miles per hour, or do I need to start doing something differently? Mm-hmm. So that was my epiphany, my shock to the system to say, do something differently. I don't know what it is down that other path, but if you keep going down this path, you are going to hit the pole again or a wall, and you have little ones responsible for you. So it's so important for us to manage our brains better because it's not just about us. Mm-hmm. People are depending on, everyone is depending on you. You don't want to be the person who is burnt out, sleepy, driving, and then you crash into someone, you know, a family, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to be responsible for our, our own mental management, our own self-care, so that mm-hmm. we uh, be, we are responsible as human beings. You know, that's mm-hmm. how we're going to survive together. All of us collectively doing what we need to do to manage our brains better. Yeah. So. I love when you spoke about like there's a survival mode, right? Mm -hmm. And most people operate in that level because of the responsibilities, their day-to-day things, right? Like the mundane life stuff that we all have to do. So how do we push ourselves out of that survival mode into the thrival mode, if you will? And in, in other words, like how do we optimize our brain? That is such a loaded question. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but in a nutshell, you know, in like. Nutshell. In a nutshell, you have to at least know the basics about your brain. You have to know how powerful it is. You have to know how much energy it uses. Okay. Because once you really understand how much energy it uses and what the requirements are to allow it to thrive, you will start to naturally prioritize how you use your time and energy, what you put on your plate, what you put on your task list, your to-do list, all that starts to change because now you are looking from the lens of the brain and the mind. So Mm. understand that your brain has 100 billion brain cells. It's only three pounds, but it uses up 20% of the total body energy. That's more than any other organ in your body. It is an energy-hungry machine. And Mm -hmm. so we have to 
feed it and fuel it intentionally because the requirements of a neuron, a brain cell, is different than that of a heart cell, <laughs> right? Or a muscle cell. So we have to be more intentional about what we're eating and make sure that we are doing the human activities that is going to allow the restorative processes of the brain and mind. So whenever you all want me to get into the tactical, <laughs> I certainly Yeah, well, yeah, let's do that. I would love um, to hear more about how, you know, at least some steps so that people have something to really walk away with. Everybody listening, you know, let's take some notes. Um, let's, let's do this thing. Go for it. All right. So once you understand how much power, how much energy, how much resources your brain needs, like I said, you'll start prioritizing differently. And that's why understanding your brain and mind is so powerful because everything that you used to see changes. Mm -hmm. It's almost like going from looking at a black and white TV show to seeing, seeing in color. It's yeah. more dynamic. You understand it at a greater depth. Life is more beautiful because mm -hmm. you're using your brain intentionally. You understand the different human activities that are enhancing your brain. And when your brain is enhanced, your senses become enhanced. When your senses become enhanced, your connection to people become enhanced. So it's like a, you know, a multiplier effect just mm -hmm. to understand your brain and mind. And for entrepreneurs, you know, I teach my clients, you, you plan according to your prefrontal cortex, your C CEO of the brain, your CEO of your business. So you need mm -hmm. to understand the CEO of your brain. You're the leader of your brain. When we start to do our entrepreneurial activities, mm -hmm. we need to understand that the prefrontal cortex is the higher part of the brain that uses up even more glucose and oxygen uh, relative to the rest of the brain. And it uses it, up, uses it up very fast. And you also have a short window in which mm -hmm. all of that glucose will decline because that's metabolism, right? That's brain cells sucking mm -hmm. up the, the glucose and, you know, making connections at 200 miles per hour. And it's doing it at, you know, at a, a phenomenal rate. Mm. So that's why when people say, Oh, only work from 60 to 90 minutes. Well, we, there's a brain reason behind that. All these principles, all these strategies that we know to be true, but we don't do it. There's brain science behind it. So that is one of the reasons why you keep your task to 60 to 90 minutes, because you will deplete the resources in your higher order thinking brain that's responsible for planning you know, your executive functioning, your, atten your attention, your decision-making, the ability to ward off negative thinking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so think in terms of when you're, you're prioritizing or planning your day, what is the most important? What is my big rock? What is going to move the needle forward in my business that needs to be taken care of now when my, my, when my prefrontal cortex is at its highest level of peak mental performance. Mm. 
Oh, I, I love hearing about this stuff, you know? Yes. I just love hearing about it. I love hearing the depths about it because like within high performance, you know, I'm a high performance coach and within that neuroscience, I mean, it's what, what we teach is backed by neuroscience mm -hmm. and I'm not a neuroscientist, but I, you know, like just reading things about it, learning a little bit about it, reading maybe one empirical study about it is always so phenomenal. And you know, it's, it's common sense, but not common practice to mm -hmm. take care of our like body, right? Like it's common sense to sleep and get the nutrition that our body needs, that our brain needs, but it's not common practice. So, and it's, so, I'm sorry, it's not oh, common practice because there's not a deeper why. Exactly. People don't really believe that these processes really affect them. That they think yeah. they can go without it because of how long they've been in survival mode. Oh, I don't need seven to nine hours of sleep. You exactly. Know? You know, only, you know, lazy people need, or whatever <laughs> the, the reason is. But once you really understand the power of sleep on the brain, mm -hmm. your whole paradigm shifts mm -hmm. on what that process is really doing for the brain. So I want your audience mm -hmm. to remember this, this acronym. Okay. S-O-S. -S. All right. Ooh, it should be universal, right? Save our souls. I want you to yeah. save your soul by saving your brain, okay? Yeah. And I, I, want, I want to let you all know that I did not start practicing neuroscience in the personal and professional development world until about six years ago, six or seven years ago, wow. when I made the change to, you know, the conscious change in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I was trained to see what was wrong with the brain. I was trained to tell, assess people for eight to 10 hours a day and mm -hmm. tell them what was wrong with their brain. And so guess what? Because we know the brain is plastic and moldable and rewirable, wherever we put our attention, our brain cells will make the mental maps towards that idea, that thought, that action that we keep doing mm -hmm. over and over again. It becomes a habit of thinking. Mm -hmm. So I didn't leave that lens of trying to find out what was wrong with people at the job. Mm -hmm. It carried over to my personal world. What's wrong with my life? What's wrong with my family? What's wrong with, you know, everything. I'm looking from that lens and I did not like mm -hmm. being that way. I inherently love to see the potential. Yeah. What's going right with you? Tell me, you know, tell me your passion. Tell me what fuels you. Right. So mm -hmm. that's how I was able to um, transfer neuroscience into the personal development world because I started applying it to myself. Okay. I love that. So yeah. SOS. Okay. SOS. I got it written down. All right. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. The first one is sleep. Okay. okay. Everybody's familiar with sleep. We keep talking about sleep. Let me tell you about sleep. Your brain is more active when you're asleep than when you're awake. Mm. So if we were to take a brain imaging of your brain while you were asleep, it would kind of look like the storms that you would see on earth if you were yeah. um, in space. It would be very active, <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. And what it's doing is, it's doing what it can't do in the daytime when you're consciously using it all day. Mm -hmm. So think about, um, think about janitors coming into buildings at night. If they did it during the daytime, they would be in the way, right? They would interrupt people's flow and, you know, you know, get in the way, basically, right? So the brain has to 
be, be uh, cleansing in the day. So mm-hmm. we're thinking, we're doing, we're making decisions, and that releases a lot of bioproducts, right? Of, you know, interactions of our brain, we, we release trash, basically, right? Yeah. So the brain has to clean up that trash between neurons so that our communication could be more effective in the daytime. If that trash is not cleaned up in the nighttime, it gunks up the communication between nerve cells. And so the more gunk and trash we have in our brains, the less we're able to focus, the less attentive we are, the more emotional we are, the more irritable we are. So it's a domino effect. And if you keep doing that every day, if you mm-hmm. keep doing that year after year after year, you don't have a very effective brain. And you can see the potential if you did get to sleep. What would your brain look like? What would it feel like if you really gave more sleep and gave your, uh, your brain the ability to restore itself the way mm-hmm. it needs to be restored so it can operate at its highest level for you? Your brain is a goal-achieving machine. It will do what you allow it to do, but it needs resources. It needs to be nurtured. Another thing the brain does during sleep, we learn a lot as entrepreneurs, right? We're always in learning mode. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But all that is for not, it's like Groundhog's Day. You got to relearn it over and over again if you don't get enough sleep because during sleep, all that new learning gets transferred over to your long-term memory. It gets Mm -hmm. sorted and filed. But if you don't give your brain the time to do all those things, you're going to have to go back. You're going to be forgetful. And you're going to be like you're running in circles. You're going to be questioning, you know, if you're losing your... No, losing... (laughs) (laughs) Or having a senior moment, right? When all it could be is just sleep. So... Imagine sleeping just a little bit more, how much your brain will thrive and learn information and be able to recall information. And it's so frustrating, right? Not to be able to recall something. What does that lead to? It leads to stress. It leads to anxiety, right? So you can start to see just with some of these processes, you can start to alleviate or prevent stress depression, anxiety. Yeah. And I could go deeper in sleep, but I'll, I'll move on. Yeah. We talked a lot about sleep. So yeah, let's, but for myself, sleep is very crucial. I've had a lot of people who have asked me like, Oh, do you even sleep? But I actually do sleep like seven, eight hours a night. Most people think I don't get a lot of sleep. Um, when I was taking like certain medications, I was having a hard time sleeping. So I just stopped taking them and then I'm back again, like I've always loved sleep and I'm also known as like an energizer bunny, you know, like my brothers would be like, Oh, you're the energizer bunny. And I'll, you know, speedy Gonzalez. And like, you know, I always like called all these like nicknames because I'm always like, you know, doing stuff. And, and you know, it's because I think because I always just got enough sleep. Like I've always been a real good sleeper. I lay down, I'm out in like five seconds, you know, like the second I close my eyes, I'm out. Um, and so, you know, like I know that that's been really helpful for my business and just for my life in general, being able to get good sleep. Like I, I only set an alarm if there's something really important in the morning. Like it has to be real important. A, I just sleep at. It's a business strategy. 
It yeah. should be yeah. included in your client's business strategy. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, Love it. this is what business coaches need to know. So yeah. um, the next one, O stands for oxygen. Yeah. There's lots of ways to get oxygen. And one is normal breathing, but mm-hmm. most people don't breathe deeply, right? Most mm-hmm. people breathe incorrectly. You're supposed to expand your diaphragm and, you know, make sure you fill up your, your lungs and then breathe it out. But it takes, you know, conscious thought and effort to get that habit going. So most people don't do it or know to do it or are aware to do it. So hopefully everybody's aware to do it now. Yeah. Um, and of course, exercise, right? Of course, uh, people are more conscious of breathing uh, deeply when they're meditating. It's hard for people to get that started as well. So that's Mm -hmm. a whole other topic. But let me just tell you what (laughs) oxygen does because most people just think, oh, oxygen, you know, it's stuff that we need so we don't die. Well, doesn't like water even carry oxygen? H2O? Yeah. Yes. So it's like drink your water, you know, like. Drink your water. It is broken down a little bit differently, but you do need those hydrogens as well Mm -hmm. that come from water. But the brain cells, it's, oxygen is fuel for our brain cells. Remember I was saying that the brain uses up 20% of the total body energy. Mm-hmm. Well, it needs to make energy to thrive. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's recruiting oxygen and glucose so that it can make energy for our 100 billion brain cells to talk at 200 miles per hour. So it has its own concentration of what's called mitochondria mm. mighty mitochondria the, the powerhouses of the cell mm-hmm. and so oxygen is crucial for that process mm-hmm. for mitochondria to make energy so your brain can function at the level that it needs to function so that you can thrive mm. okay so a lot of people don't know what oxygen is really used for it's used to run the most complex energetic uh, part of your body, basically. Wow. So you can think and thrive. So when you're low on oxygen, you know, you're going to feel it in your brain. You're going to feel it when, you know, you can't manage your emotions anymore. When you feel in the anxiety, when you can't focus yeah. or have attention that all that comes out. And uh, yeah, like anxiety. I know like a lot of people, it's almost like your lungs are closing up. It's like, you can't yeah. even breathe let oxygen in once the anxiety gets so high. Um, And I just think that that's really interesting because it's like, you know, we need the oxygen so much for our brain, but then when we're having something going on, we're not accepting oxygen in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, The first consequence, one of the first consequences of anxiety is hyperventilating, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so you, you start taking shorter breaths which means you're not taking in enough oxygen, which means your prefrontal cortex can't make the decisions that it needs to make in order for you to stop having the anxiety, you know, in order for you to reflect and say, okay, what is causing me? Let me pause. What's causing me? All that takes mental energy, Mm -hmm. right? And it's easier for us to live on survival mode because our unconscious thinking is faster than our prefrontal cortex conscious thinking. Mm-hmm. So that is another reason why the prefrontal cortex takes so much energy because it's conscious thought. Conscious thought requires more energy. Yeah. Okay. So 
oxygen really fuels the prefrontal cortex in order for us to tap into our higher thoughts, our higher decision, our memory, our recall to think about what do we need to do to get out of this situation, right? Yeah. Oxygenate. Um, Exercise is a great tool for that because what oxygen, uh, exercise also does it it calms down the amygdala right Mm -hmm. you're rerouting blood flow to the motor cortex of the brain and the motor cortex is responsible for sending signals to say hey we need more blood and proteins and all that to our body parts because we're exercising right so now the amygdala can't dominate the brain and cause you anxiety and stress and you know all that stuff because your brain is being occupied by your motor cortex. So that's another empowering uh, human activity that most people will never know unless they're listening to your podcast. Or they they learn from me somewhere. So this is why you don't have to know everything about the brain. Let's just say common everyday practices and learn the deeper why. Mm -hmm. Learn the brain science. Yeah. And then and you take your life just expon- exponentially to the next level. You only need a little dose of the yeah. brain to make a bigger difference in your brain. The last S okay. is being what we're doing right now, being social. Mm-hmm. The first, one of the first mm-hmm. things entrepreneurs do, we either over-network, which exhausts <laughs> us or burns us out, or we become reclusive yeah, and never perfect. see anybody ever, right? We need to balance that mm-hmm. so that we don't get burnt out or, or um, our brains don't become uh, start deteriorating because our brains evolved to thrive together. Our brains mm-hmm. evolved to be social. So we know in neuroscience that parts of the brain, like the hippocampus, will start to de- uh, deteriorating. Your hippocampus is important. It's an important part of your emotional brain and mm-hmm. it's responsible for your memory. So if that part of your brain starts deteriorating, that's not a good thing, you know, for mm-hmm. your ability to thrive. So we have to yeah. be conscious and aware as entrepreneurs to be social, to have support, uh, to make sure that who, who we are engaged with, though, this is the yeah. key can't be toxic relationship, okay? (laughs) That's going the wrong way. So just know your brain, it's a social, it's a human need. You know, Maslow's hierarchical needs. Mm -hmm. Being social is a human need. We have to have love. We have to have touch. We have to have interaction. We have to be looking in each other's eyes. And that's how we form those deeper relationships. That's how we form compassion. That's how we, you know, enhance our empathy. We need all that or we will not be our best selves. So, yeah. I love that. Love, love that. S-O-S. Oxygen social. Perfect. Awesome tips for everyone. Um, and I, I think a lot with the social because – I know myself, I'm a very social creature, but I can get overloaded, you know, if I'm doing too many social events, you know, it's like, okay, I just pick a few per year, 
do that and that's my thing and then um, but then it's more important for me to have like a close tight-knit group of friends you know that's mm -hmm. always been a bit more crucial and I know that it's so important because I have had friends who you know they'll grow their business they start having all the success and then they're a total recluse like they don't mm. ever even like leave their house you know like the only person they interact with is like the food delivery guy you know <laughs> like it's like that's not social interaction you know so, that helps you. Right. Yeah. And it, it leads to depression. It actually leads to dementia. When I was in that world of um, diagnosing people with dementia, Alzheimer's disease and everything, one of the first solu uh, solutions was to make sure they were in social communities. Tell their caretaker, mm -hmm. make sure, I know you have to work during the day, but they need some social engagement. So put them in some kind of social senior community. And that mm -hmm. elevated their cognitive abilities significantly just because yeah. what are you getting you're getting stimu mental stimulation mm -hmm. and you're satisfying that part of your brain that is um that needs that social stimulation that interaction with other human beings so mm -hmm. very important i love that that is that is so like that is something that you know not everyone thinks about but i think like i don't know now, like for instance, my mom is aging and I noticed that's probably one of the things that keeps her really sharp is that she has a great social circle. Mm. Like we don't think about it, but I think that's just like one of the most important things I think that we brought up here, you know, mm. and as entrepreneurs, I think, you know, working from our laptops is awesome. It's such a convenience, but making the conscious effort of becoming more social, just even having collaborations like Kimra and I, now we get yeah. to meet like, like, I, all, like the all, this, all the time, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it, it does so much for us. Like I notice I am happier to have the camaraderie, the, the supports and just, just talking about even life stuff. Sometimes yes. it just makes my soul so happy beyond what we're creating together, you know, of course, we're super excited about what we're creating, but that camaraderie, that support, emotional support, it's, it's so rich. Well, and I wish that for all the entrepreneurs. Absolutely. If we're going to survive as entrepreneurs, we need to make sure we socialize and collaborate. And I yes. mean, that's what thrive. Thrive, thrive, right? We want to thrive. We want to thrive. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thrive uh, in this next level of our modern, you know, era, because, you know, that's how we survived when we were, you know, more in our tribal days. Mm -hmm. We needed to make sure we had people to gather food and look after the kids. And, you know, we have to, you know, collaborate in order to survive. Yeah. Uh, but we can't always bring, you know, those same goals, of course, from the, that tribal era to modern era, you know, yeah. We're, yeah. we're different. We have different goals, different achievements, achievements. So now being social is taking is taking on another, you know, form and import, mm -hmm. importance for us. Right. Yeah. So, so and it's, it's yeah. Social, I think, is. Yeah, it's so crucial. And I know, especially like when I became a mom, like like finding other moms to connect with, like just finding other like-minded people. I needed that so badly. And I ended up creating my first Facebook group because I wasn't able to find my type of people, I guess, so to speak, like 
in my area, my local area. So I ended up creating an online community and that's kind of what ended up growing my whole entire brand and growing everything I do because I just love community and connection. And, um, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs do love that. They just don't know how to really do it where there's a good balance. And again, like you had said, not toxic relationships and, and those sorts of things like really great collaborations and connections. And I think that's why a lot of people join mastermind groups. I think they do it more for the social aspect, even more than the coaching aspect oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of options out there for entrepreneurs. Um, it just takes a little bit of, of seeking and finding. So this was an amazing um, interview here, Chante. Yeah. Um, I will powerful, tell you, very powerful. I'm gonna have to listen to it again and take even more notes. I was scribbling down notes the whole time. I'm um, like the person like this, like writing all the time yeah. on the interviews uh, with everyone we bring on. Um, so I would love if you can let everyone know a bit about where they can go to find out more about you, so they can get your ebook and all of that sort of stuff. Oh. Absolutely. So you can just go to my, my website. It's just my name, Shante Taylor. You'll probably see the notes somewhere and, um, you know, Google me or whatever you need to do. And I'll, I'm really the only Shante Javon Taylor on the planet, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> so far. So far. Uh, anyways, uh, you can sign up for my ebook and you can uh, discover even more ways to infuse brain science into your everyday daily life. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make you into a neuroscientist, but I kind of want you to think like one so you can take your level of human potential, your entrepreneurial potential, your parenting potential, your leadership potential, all of your potential. I want you to heighten it by understanding um, how to look through life through the powerful lens of the brain and the mind. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much, Shante. Thank you, Shante. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you and all that you do. And this is such important work and I'm honored to be here. Thank you for lending us your ears. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review so we know we're not talking to ourselves. If you love this episode and would like to dive deeper into healing your mind, body, and soul, make sure to check out bravevisibility.com forward slash circle to join our membership. Every month, we'll provide you with new trainings and resources on maintaining a healthy mind and most of all, a safe space to share and grow. Go to bravevisibility.com forward slash circle where you can have full access for $20 a month. Remember to use hashtag bravevisibility when sharing this episode online. Follow us on social media at bravevisibility and catch us on the next episode. Till then, live bravely.